Hello and welcome back to Rear Winging It, the F1 podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Harry McKay, and today, as always, I'm joined by Ellie Ledwell and Mitch Menel. So, guys, this was the Monaco Grand Prix, obviously a very historic one. We talked about it last week uh, and the difficulties that it's facing. So, this this could be, you know, the last one for a while. Obviously, no contract at the moment. Um, what was your guys' thoughts about the race? Oh, it was just, <laughs> it was Monaco, you know, it's so hyped up and it's the one everyone wants to go to, the one everyone wants to watch, but... If you're rich, I guess you want to be there as well. Yeah, you want to be there, but it's, it's it just, it was Monaco, it's just a bit of a procession, a bit, oh, okay, mm. it's been, it's gone. The overtaking is, I mean, it's always been bad, but it's worse than ever, obviously, Yeah. Um, with the, the bigger cars. Mitchell, what do you think about it? That was for a Monaco race. It was pretty good, I thought. See, I I know, yeah, I know the overtaking is terrible, but for Monaco, my God, it's it was the most exciting a Monaco is going to get, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's still fairly dull in comparison, but but that was due to the weather. It wasn't due to the yeah the weather, racing. but then the weather still caused like pit stop strategies yeah. to become interesting. Like obviously, that's not going to be you know, has not been reflective of the last few races there. But, you know, Monaco does have its own little microclimate, so these things can happen. Um, I just thought I, I, the entertainment factor was up there. We had an hour delay yes. to the start. Um, this was, I think, regarded as by most people as what the hell is going on. It, it was a bit of a weird decision at first, but then about like 10 minutes later when the heavens really opened, yeah. you could kind of understand it, but we could have got a bit of racing in beforehand. Mm. I mean, all I can think of is they didn't want to technically start the race and have that two-hour clock counting down. Yes. So you can't stop at like halfway in between. Yeah. But um, it, you get three hours. It's two hours for the race and then oh, three yeah, hours. Oh, yeah, three hours for the, like, the event for thing, the, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. But now... The, I'm not sure you can say like, just stop it halfway through. I think you need... Um, you yeah, know. and that's obviously what they're trying to do. They saw that period. Because at the start, it obviously wasn't raining too much. It was then that downpour that justified it. I think for this track, if it was any other track, like an actual racetrack, I think they should have just gone. But when they got back going, you could see all the cars they yeah. were sliding about. It was slippery. Because it, it's a uh, street circuit doesn't drain as well. I think yeah. it's the main issue. Um, the other obviously decision they made we had no actual grid start um everything was behind safety cars um and then rolling starts um was that again obviously it was done for safety do you think that was acceptable do you think that was too cautious i thought it was giving another spa yeah for a second there yeah i did but um no yeah no i think it was fine safety car starts especially mm. for safety safety has come first i guess so yeah even though i wish you know, just let them race normal, but... And in Monaco, they... a good chance to overtake someone is off the start. Yeah. So that's... we didn't see that. That's my only thing. It's like, that is clearly the best part of the whole race. And it was removed. And then when there was a red flag later and they came back, we could have had a chance for a, a standing start. And again, didn't happen. Which added to the procession-like feel. Um and I know it was obviously, especially the second time, there was a dry line and a wetter line, but I, th I think the this, this second time was definitely over-cautious, over yeah. in my opinion. But Obviously, there's two race directors this year after the controversy of yeah. last year, and they are like 
swapping races, alternating or doing taking a few each, but they've never done it in Formula One before. So maybe they're a bit inexperienced as to what the right call is deemed as in Formula One or what the fans want or the drivers want. Maybe they're overly cautious because they don't want mm. some something to go against them that could potentially like lose them the job or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe an overreaction from Massey's time Yeah, a little bit. But again, you'd rather be on the side of caution. So, uh, you know, I think maybe with experience, if they've, if they've got this good safety starting point, you know, with a bit more experience, maybe they'll be a lot better. It does seem like decisions are maybe a bit more consistent as well um, than last year. Yes. Um, obviously, the the main issues came towards the end of the, uh, last season when it was so close and these issues uh, were between the top two drivers. Mm. So obviously, but then the whole season last season, there was, oh, a five a second penalty for this person and then a carbon copy incident yeah, and yeah. there was no penalty and that was yeah. throughout the whole season whereas that seemed to be a bit a bit better a bit more yeah. fair a bit more consistent this year i think so um right so if we turn to the race uh obviously we started this season saying we we're all gonna have to turn to ferrari fans <laughs> um we're gonna pretend that conversation never happened i think um i know i'm definitely uh, sticking with red bull um because my goodness what another disaster exactly. from ferrari they had the race in their own hands mm. and somehow let it slip i think there has not been a time where a team has locked out the front two row uh, and not won the race since 2008 in monaco which was ferrari <laughs> <laughs> who also screwed that one up so uh, yeah i think it just shows what a blunder it was um it, it was leclerc said i think two major mistakes both retaining to the the pit stop strategy so yeah. the first time going to inters and then when they chose to go to hards just a disaster it was but towards the end the last like portion of the race 15 or so 10 laps they were the faster car and they were the faster car the whole weekend but they couldn't get past yeah any other track they would have probably come through for a one two yeah but the, the top four were covered by two seconds yeah that's like that's not normal i guess for, no but i monaco, think that's but... why you know you can criticize monaco for that exact reason but you can also say it heightens everything else it heightens the importance of pit stops it heightens the importance of strategy of qualifying of pure driver skill not to bin it yes um and yeah ferrari just you know almost all of those areas were weaker and that's therefore they lost so yeah yeah the the driving wasn't the main problem i guess it was the strategy no i was gonna say all the yeah. other ones but um yeah i was gonna say that obviously um in, in quality obviously science had a little spin um as well as perez but that didn't impact anything so they had to take a new gearbox i think oh did they yeah okay so there but in within their allowance yeah, yeah. allotted um, amount could have impact for later on in the season but yeah just depends um so if we look at the race itself, um, the main, obviously, a point of strategy was when we went to Inters. Um, Gasly seemed to make the jump first, showing that Inters were the better, the better tire to be on. Um, he did that lap twelve, and actually overtook some people. Um, 
were you expecting any overtakes this this race? No, he he pitted really early, and then yeah. by lap twelve, he'd recaught the back of the grid, mm. like, and he was starting to to overtake. And I think that it just showed that that was the right strategy. He did he did really well after a disappointing qualifying. Yeah. He ended up having a very solid race. I think it was that strategy. Yeah, P eleven from seventeen. So, oh, in Monaco. Yeah, in Monaco. So that shows you. Uh, the width of of strategy can have you know going from 11th to 17th to 11th and then obviously the clerk first to fourth you know that kind of order shuffle is not something you'd expect in monaco so obviously this was an odd one but definitely shows that the race still has some potential i think um i was surprised though that with the pace gasly had a lot of other people didn't make that jump faster um, and we're like holding out, like maybe going to slicks first, maybe going to the dry tires and then still like Hamilton. Um, I know I sort of expected him obviously midfield, maybe going for the tires earlier. Yeah. He ended up pitting for the inters mm. at a point where other people were looking at going straight on to yeah. the hard tire. And it felt like if it had gone straight away, it made sense or maybe he should have held out for yeah. the hards he, he kind of went in the middle and it it didn't really work out for him he obviously picked up damage so that hampered mm. his race but and he had to he did end up taking a new a new front wing yeah but it was um yeah it was an interesting call i think from mercedes yeah and he he qualified eighth finished eighth so another you know qualifying behind russell finishing behind russell I mean, Mitchell, are you are you are you firmly in Russell's better now, or are you saying these are just consistent I was mistakes? A, I was a Red Bull fan, <laughs> Red Bull and Massive fan. I was yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, no, I'll take eighth for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it a lot like, worse. He has had worse, I think. So in so, practice, yeah. they did look worse. Than yeah, that. for Russell to come fifth, I think, was quite a good result from where they were on on Friday. I did expect. I maybe not expect, but yeah, I did. I did think maybe Russell's top five finishes every race was going to come to an end, but he's kept it there uh, once again and fifth in the in the standings as well. So excellent, really, in that car. Lewis two point yeah. Tanya. Maybe he's better than Lewis. My <laughs> word. Hey, well, I, I was going to say because he wins seventeen world championships. You can right. So in quali, Hamilton didn't get to finish his last lap yes. because of of Paris's crash. In here, obviously, he was stuck behind Alonso. He had damage. All these kind of things you can safely say aren't his fault. But what point does it take where seven races in, I think we are now, um, these are consistently happening? At what point do you say, okay, maybe yeah. you need to create your own luck? Yeah, you do yeah. You do create your own luck. And if it's not going for him, I guess you do have to look at why that is. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's... I think Russell's, Russell just knows the car better. Yeah. Just getting more out of the car. Don't think he's a better driver than Lewis. Yeah. Don't think he just knows the car better. I think I think that's where I'm at with it. But here's a, an interesting one. We expect great things from Mercedes always, right? We always expect them to come back. Their car has already improved. If they are more consistently interfering to get onto podiums maybe not winning races uh, you know but getting onto podiums and the two are quite tight russell and hamilton if russell main keeps maintaining in the early half of the season this point lead 
do you think team orders will start to come into it to try and get him up the standings a little bit more or do you think because they're maybe don't nah, have such a so shot. far behind I don't think it matters that yeah. much he is only one point behind Carlos Sainz though yeah so yeah yeah but I, I think we've been too harsh on Mercedes because they've had that main seven year spell mm. but every good sporting team comes to an end and he's that yeah. regeneration period so I think you know they'll take a year, one, one or two years come back and then dominate mm. hopefully <laughs> that's, I uh, that's the plan nobody does dominate no I hope yeah. not but I just hope Lewis wins Red Bull a couple more world championships even a though couple more <laughs> Ferrari <laughs> seem to more. have a car that is more well rounded I yeah. would say but Red Bull are very like they're making it they're getting a commanding lead now they're 36 points up that's yeah. that's quite a big gap they've won five races Ferrari have only won two so maybe Red Bull are going to run away with it. I mean, I still think it's a long way to go. I think Ferrari will will come back and obviously, as this has shown, they've got the pace, but obviously with Red Bull, they've, they've, they've not been as fast as even Ferrari and Mercedes for a lot of the seasons. Um, but on certain tracks where they are faster, perhaps that has developed their strategy and you know they've they've got a lot of talent in the team. Whereas Ferrari has also had those wilderness years where they haven't been quite at the top, but their strategy strategy always seems to let them down. Yes, yeah. Like it, it almost feels another sort of 2018 or, or any of those years really where they get a good start, they've got a fast car, their development then can't keep up, which we're yet to see, but their strategy can't keep up. Mm-hmm. And I'm last year. The strategy yeah, team was awful. Yeah. Definitely, I think, yeah, with slightly better strategy, obviously they they could have easily won that season. Oh, so. won. They won the constructors, yeah. though, last year, Mercedes, so they they were the better team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's true. So maybe, again, that's being too harsh on them, but I think they, they obviously, one race, your strategy goes a bit better. And there were, obviously, instances, you know, the photo of Hamilton alone on the grid, for example, yes. with the wrong tyres on. Um, so that one decision, which was a monumental screw-up, could have won them the the drivers as well so um coming back to the drivers championship obviously Perez after a disappointing strategy call for him although I do think it was the right one um swapping places with Max to then go on to win the next race I mean what a statement right to Red Bull definitely it's only Mm. his third win ever right um first time this season first time at Monaco it was a heck of a drive, especially at the end with the... It, it was quite bad blistering on the medium tyres, yeah. but he managed to to keep people behind it. Kind of was like um, Daniel Ricciardo 2018 when he had yeah. the power uh, issue and he managed to hold everyone up. I that think. was giving me flashbacks to the stress of that race, <laughs> but also hope that if Daniel Ricciardo could manage it with, you know, a huge loss of power, then, you know, Perez with his, his superior sort of defence skills could could manage it and he did so I mean you could tell how, how much that meant to yeah. him popular winner as well yeah hugely popular everyone everyone loves the guy so yeah no, yeah. yeah and he's he's just had a new son fairly recently yeah a new kid. yeah it was you listen to it after congrats. Miami yeah. oh is it <laughs> after yeah. Miami oh. so yeah only recently um, oh, so yeah happy for him he's, he's going well and obviously he's through he's going through contact negotiations that's um, yeah, gonna help. So it's gonna help big time. Put a couple of zeros on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe add another year to it, or you yeah, know, yeah. this goes five percent of it. Commission. Yeah. Um, and 
obviously with this win and Leclerc's couple of, of mess ups, he is six points behind Leclerc and 15 behind Max. So not only has he won this race, very much still in, in contention, right, for, yeah. for the win. For the drivers, yeah, definitely. No, it's There's so tight, yeah. So many, so many races to go. We're a quarter of the way through the season yeah. or so. So there's definitely a possibility we could have Sergio Perez up there. Maybe, maybe he'll tail away, but yeah. this win, maybe he'll kick on. Maybe he'll he'll go and prove he's not an out and out number two. Mm. He can compete for wins and he can race very well. Mm. Or Max just got dominate. I mean, that's still. I think that's, that could be likely. I, I do think Verstappen is clearly a better driver, but it, you know, if if that slight drive that really pushed him last year of of wanting to win, if that has diminished somewhat with his win, and he's slightly less aggressive going into you know corners trying to overtake, all these things add up. And if Perez has that fire now and is you know this has reignited it. You know that could make the difference. Mm-hmm. No, I think having a better number two driver for Red Bull is oh, that's uh, great, isn't it? It's key. Yeah, it's definitely. When you see Sergio Perez is only six points behind Leclerc, mm-hmm. but Carlos Sainz is only one point ahead of George Russell in that Mercedes, and then you know you look at the constructors, it is it is to do with the number two drivers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it makes massive difference in strategy. Yeah, huge. It's what it came down to last year with the mm-hmm. constructors, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Bottas being being better than Perez, so I mean it's a long way to go, but that is something to to think about. Um, Signs narrowly missing out on a win, um, not his fault. Um, I think I think they were held up a bit on on the laps where Red Bull were pitting and they were going round by back mark, uh, markers. Um, I know Albon said, "Oh, he, he feels faster than these guys, man." Like he he was showing the blue flag the whole time and yeah. wasn't getting out of the way. I think that was for Leclerc, so definitely uh, maybe a few words need to be had with those drivers. Um, I think it was both William drivers yes, made that yeah. mistake. So um, another disappointment, though. Once again, uh, Ricardo yes. not having the race uh, that he needs to have if he wants to stay in McLaren, and I feel like it's especially harsh in places like Monaco where he's won before to be right down at the back is. It's not great. Yeah, he ended mm. up 13th, but three people crashed out and he started 14th. So he made up one place, but mm. three people crashed out. So, you know, there was potential, especially as Kevin Magnussen started higher up than him. That's really the only place he gained. He didn't yeah. take on anybody else. So there is talk, obviously, that he'll get replaced potentially mid-season. Yeah. And that's, it seems crazy for a driver who has so much talent. But you look at this season, even last season, he hasn't produced. No. no. And it's all I about results. He was averaging nine points with Red Bull compared to McLaren's four, mm. where he's on now. Interesting stat for you there. That's a very yeah. interesting stat. Yeah, I'm not sure it's right, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be made up, but oh. no, it was on the Sky News, the Sky Sports. Okay. But no, yeah, I think if he does get replaced, it wouldn't be a shock. But he's got nowhere to go. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how many people would take him. He's old. He's not old, but not he's, old, he's but getting on, he, and he's, he's expensive. Yeah, he'd yeah. have to take a big pay cut. Yeah, who, I just don't know who would really take him. Who would you like to see replacing him? Oh, Gasly. 
Yeah, I think Gasly. Gasly. You wouldn't take a rookie like Pato or Ward. Or? I would put Gasly oh. in Callum, um, the McLaren. I love. I love. I loved. I've been a massive fan for him for a couple mm. of years when he came second, left two. Okay. So I'd like to see him in. I wanted to see him in Alfa Romero, but... See, my, my thing would be Gasly it. in the McLaren, and then you get one of the Red Bull up-and-comers um, in the in the Alfa Tower. But would Red Bull let Gasly go to a Mercedes engine? No. I don't think it's out of the question. I don't... I don't I think he might have to be released from the from the thing. Um, no, I think Red, Red Bull knows he's too program. good. He's, he is a good. He's like. But if they're keeping Perez, but I I think he will replace Perez. I think they'd be telling him that you're the next driver in line to replace Perez. How long is that going to take? Oh, I don't know. But how long is Gasly going to wait in a car that is worse than last year as well? Was he contracted on? No, no. Good point. No. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it depends if it's just for this season or next season as well as contract. Oh, Red Bull keeping him as backup, you know. He's such a good driver, though. He is, he's he's next in line. I mean, arguably, he's better than Perez. Arguably. Yeah. I mean, Red Bull have let Alex Albon compete in Williams, which is obviously a Mercedes engine. So maybe they would let Gasly. Yeah, there's precedent. Obviously, it's it's a bit different because you're not expecting Williams to make huge strides yes. fairly recently. But whereas McLaren, if they do improve, they could be right up there. I don't know. I, I think it's complicated. Obviously, going with a rookie is a riskier. And I think if they do make another step up, step up and they want to fight for it, I think having Gasly's or, or someone already on the grid is a better choice. I think with Lando, though, they're not going to be competitive this season. No. So if they were to replace him mid-season, it wouldn't be anybody already on the grid. No, most yeah. Most likely, so. Yeah, that's that's why I don't think it'll be mid-season. But I don't think Gasly will want to be a number two. But they're I'm rookie. They're not, they're, sorry, they're reserve driver, Pato Award. He, yeah. he is very comfort, competent. I think he come like second in the Indy 500 or something recently. So mid-season. Is he Red Bulls? McLaren. If, yeah, if, if they replace mid-season, it'll probably be him or at least someone, yeah. you know, from F2. There's a Rojo. lot of drivers waiting in the wings. I don't think he will. I don't think he wants no, I don't to think he back. would, but yeah. I don't know. I don't think his wife nice would story. let him back. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be a nice story, though. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would like Ricardo to have the chance to stay all season. As I, I don't know if he deserves the chance, but as a, as a big Ricardo fan... Mm. I'd hate to see him out of the sport. But. Yeah, I think no, everybody same. likes him. He's yeah. a very likable driver. He's got the best smile on the grid. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Does it win it, championships out though? It would be a shame. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it would be a shame if he went because he's been part of Formula One for so long now. But if you're not delivering, you know, it's a numbers game. It makes yeah. sense. I just don't, I'm worried for him. I just don't know where he's gonna go. Well, he's well off, so <laughs> not that worried. But. Um, <laughs> I don't know where he'd go. Couldn't tell. Maybe it no, because he's that bad of a driver. He's in bad form, but like you say, he's expensive and the handmade teams can actually financially afford him. What if you got... I know that they wouldn't, but you could get rid of Lance Stroll. Obviously, yeah, they, they would never. That's the thing. Would but you get rid of Vettel? Then you could have Vettel. Well, Vettel if Vettel retires, possibly yeah, that's that the seat. thing. That's if Vettel retires. Because I don't think they'll replace Ricardo with Vettel. No. Then they're both really good drivers, so there's no need. No, it would be Vettel's choice, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Or yeah, I'd, or they're getting get, they'd get rid of Vettel for someone newer. Mm-hmm. Definitely not for Ricardo. And how far down would Ricardo go to team wide? Well, exactly, team at yeah. Williams or Haas? Yeah, and Haas. I don't know. 
I mean, if Schumacher keeps not really delivering, maybe this the brand of his name is bringing probably bringing way too much money. Money, yeah, yeah, they get a lot of money. I from mean, him. Ricardo does bring in quite a bit. Um, he's got a lot of Americans following as well, um, but uh, yeah, I doubt as much as Schumacher. So he's just not good for me. That's the issue. He hasn't been for ages. Yeah, he's got one win, but that was just last year. Yeah, the one chaotic race mm. and. Uh, bit of a you know anomaly. I, mean, anomaly? I think that anomaly. win obviously yeah, kept anomaly. his okay. <laughs> it kept his seat for this year and you know there was a few better performances but I don't know if one win if if say he keeps this form all season and then gets one win I don't think that would save him this time no I think they're looking for more consistency yeah. because Lando Norris is a great driver he's doing great things and he's doing it very consistently obviously the car's not as consistent this year but yeah. he is always trying to get well seems to be getting the best out of the car or at least a lot more than Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, which is all you can really compare to, so it's just a shame. Obviously I think we all want McLaren to do better and to have a strong pairing. And this is the pairing that really I wanted to work. Mm. So Well Lando and uh, Gasly could be it's kind of duty. a Yeah, it's no. a young, solid yeah, driver pair up. As the resident McLaren fan I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think it will. I doubt it. I don't think Gasly will be P2. Yeah, the number, one dri- uh, number two driver, sorry. But you sort of, you know, if you outperform your teammate consistently, you sort of, they sort of have to make you number one. Yeah, that's they? true. But it's, it's a Norris, challenge. Norris has got such a massive backing from McLaren. Yeah, it's going to be harder. And but... he deserves it. And but I then think, I think I for Gasly, there's not a lot of options there, is there? I no, think not. Norris is a better driver than Gasly anyway. Probably, yeah, I think so. But... We'll see. We'd have to. <laughs> when he joins McLaren, that's the way we can Gasly find, look we can find <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah. Not a family like that. <laughs> Gasly's number one fan and twin brother. Um, <laughs> twin brother. <laughs> no, that's a compliment. So <laughs> I'm not insulted. Only about, what, six, seven years too young to be his twin? Yeah, right, oh, maybe younger brother. This podcast is aging me. Fair, <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> There's not a stress of uni, but... <laughs> no, no, because there's no stress there. <laughs> there's no stress here. All you do is turn up. <laughs> oh. My dad doesn't listen to this, so... <laughs> I okay. do work hard, don't I? Okay, so if we're podcast. talking about... If we're talking about, you know, potential places and drivers getting replaced, obviously Latifi is not a great driver, and we have talked about his... Obviously, lovely guy, but we have talked about his uh, lack of talent... Canadians, quite a lot eh, yeah, Canadians go. Um, but I do want to quickly mention uh, Latifi managed to crash I believe it was on a under the safety car on the slowest corner the hairpin in Monaco the slowest yeah. corner I think of the entire calendar it is the entire calendar yeah Yeah. so that's a big round of applause from uh, here in the studio Latifi <laughs> we love you but maybe try a different hobby yeah, Latifi crashing again <laughs> being there flashbacks yeah. what I'd give to have a billionaire dad then I'd be a yeah. Formula 1 driver as well. <laughs> Who cares if you're running around yeah. the back crashing every day? If you can afford to build a new car, it's fine. Yeah, yeah with the budget caps. <laughs> yeah, too, actually. He might be in a flipping bicycle by the end. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. He'll still beat the Williams cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Mick, obviously, another disappointing race. That massive crash, The you know, the back two wheels falling off. Um, I just again inexperience, bad luck. 
what's our thoughts on that i think maybe it was the tires as well mm. just weren't giving them enough grip with the wet with it being slippery maybe that's yeah. what caused it it looked quite nasty but he it was, was quite shunt he was yeah he'd slowed down quite considerably by the time he actually hit the barrier and the cars now after the Grosjean incident where obviously it set on fire the cars are now designed to separate like that so it yeah. looks a lot worse than it than it is who are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> Schumacher so of it, huh? Schumacher oh it's Schumacher um, yeah <laughs> I did find it funny the um, on, the marshals yeah. were pushing the yeah. the wheels away. He's, had, he's had quite a few mistakes recently, a few crashes actually as well. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's the I second time. Talent, I think he's talented. He came, he won F two, so he can't. Yeah. So yeah. did Mazepin though. Oh, did he? No, he did. Well, he, did, he, he did. came like fourth, didn't yeah, he? Oh, right. didn't Sorry, it, yeah. And um, that's quite high up. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, um, he did take Schumacher, I think, with F three as well as F two, a year to get into it. Mm. And then he did really well, um, which is what a lot of people were saying um, before. With the car changing a bit as well, maybe getting a bit better, maybe that year of experience hasn't actually, like, you know, maybe this is his first year of getting to grips with the car. Maybe. I do think that argument starts to run out at some point. Um, Especially when you compare him to um, Kevin Magnussen, who didn't even have the proper pre-season testing. He just come in and was... Oh, okay. I'm a Formula One driver now. Yeah. Let's get to it. And he did. Yeah. Obviously, he retired this race because of an engine problem, I believe. Yeah. But but he's so experienced from he the is, past. So. But he has had time out, and the, he just jumped back into it so quickly. But it's like riding a bike, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm assuming it is to extent. Like driving the car, yeah. you don't really lose that. I, I think there might be time to get to speed, but I think just... what he does keep is the knowledge of where to place your car on track yeah and in a race like this with the wet conditions obviously we you know that really separates the drivers out quite a bit you know who's better in the wets and you know who acts like a bowling ball bottas um <laughs> but maybe that's why obviously schumacher's lack of experience could be an excuse here you know you you don't quite know how much uh you can go off the off the dry line when to break how, how early you need to break i mean does, does that show how good Norris and Russell are? Because it doesn't really have these issues as much as like the Schumacher or Mazepin. For sure. I mean, British TV. drivers famously are better in the rain because it just is raining all the time here. So they have a lot more experience. But <laughs> it's, it's raining while walking here, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we come here, it rains. Yeah, It rains yeah. one in three days in the UK. So if you're driving, yeah. you're often going to be driving in the wet. Yeah. yeah. It rains about three times a day in North. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, we also had, again, we've had this a few times um, when there's been rain, DRS not being enabled for the majority of the race. Um, so, yeah, lap 39, it was enabled here. Obviously, that little extra boost and having to go off the dry line with the overtaking comes into consideration. But I feel like this is a lot slower than we've had it before being enabled. Yes, yeah. And I, mean, I know in Monaco, the DRS doesn't actually give you that much of an advantage. No. But if it felt like the track had been dry for a while, everyone was on the the hard compound or yeah. even the medium compound by that point. So it did feel a bit slow, but maybe with the lack of drainage with it being mm. a street circuit, maybe that's why, because the racing line was dry, but to overtake maybe it yeah. wasn't. I think that must have been their motivation, but it does feel 
I mean, I don't think, obviously, DRS then was enabled from them and it, it didn't seem to do anything. But no. when they had those fresher tyres after the red flag, if DRS had been enabled, maybe it would have caused a bit of, of differences. So I think they need to get on top of that a bit more, personally. Yes. Mm. No, I, I agree. Um, and then towards the end of the race, we had the top four. Um, after the the terrible, terrible strategy by Ferrari, um, they were second and fourth. This was just, this was awful. This was just a prese- procession, you know. They were following, you know, almost like point two at times. Like, yeah, right? they were like, like really millimeters close. behind each other. It was crazy, but still no no way to get past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, you don't normally have quite that much because of the tie difference. I think Perez was backing them up quite a lot. Yes, he um, wanted to wind down the clock because yeah. obviously we had the checkered flag after lap 63 out of 77, I believe it was supposed to be. So yeah. it was a timed race as opposed to a lap race. So he wanted to wind down the clock. That's why he started backing them up. So that is why they were mm. so close. But it's also crazy that the top four can be covered by as little as two seconds. Yeah. And yet no overtaking. So can it take just shows place. how hard it is mm. to overtake. Like in Monaco, street circuits. Yeah. You um, can't so change tight. the street circuit, but they have changed the cars. Yeah. When they were first there, the cars were the width of the human, yeah. basically. It was just mm-hmm. a man in a little bit of metal. Like a tin bathtub sort of with wheels, <laughs> you know? Yeah, going crazy speeds. Yeah. Whereas now the cars are two metres wide, mm. the track's the same width. That's... I d- I think maybe where the conversation should change is instead of getting rid of this, because having one or a couple races that are street circuits and are like this wouldn't feel so bad. But when we're getting nonstop new street races that often have the same issues or or bring their own issues with them, Mm -hmm. everything starts to build, right? And everything starts to get worse. So instead of making these new street circuits, we get purposely designed F1 tracks or bring back tracks that people actually want on the calendar mm-hmm. yes instead with miami and with the Jeddah street circuit they're making street circuits with these wide cars but they're making them thin like yeah. they're but making them too narrow Jeddah works i think it is a good track i, was, I think politically There's, you can say otherwise but i think it's too dangerous there's too many uh, blind corners i guess yeah okay yeah but I, I it's just it's, it's quite the last two races have been quite exciting it's been exciting, but I, I do think it's too dangerous. You yeah, have to you can listen to the drivers because yeah. they're the ones. Like the blind their corners lives. or the missiles going off. Yeah, well that. Yeah, jeez, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the missiles. But. Yeah, so. But no, I think street circuits can work to an extent, but like yeah. I say, I don't think too many. Like Monaco has to stay in there. It's Obviously, just Monaco, isn't next it? Next race is Azerbaijan, Baku, mm-hmm. which is a very... I find that quite yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, quite so that is an example of a street yeah. circuit, which, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. One of my favourite tracks, it's anyway. Yeah, it's going to be new cars, going to be very tight. Especially that one With goes the up. Yeah. Section, yeah. that's yeah. the best one. Yeah, that's um, going to be interesting. Obviously, they can follow a bit better. It'd be a bit um, slower, I guess, going to the corners yeah, now. Yeah. But can you not change Monaco at all, the track? Well, unless you make someone knock down their house. Yeah, it's pretty much Oh, yeah, set. and that costs about, you know, quite a lot of money to do, so... Yeah, just a, just a tad, and also I think those people might be angry. Oh, they're rich, though. <laughs> they can move anywhere in Monaco. But no, yeah, you're right. 
I think yeah. if you change the track, you're changing, you you are removing that history. Yeah, it's the, it's then it's quite similar. It's not the same, but it is similar to taking it off the calendar. If you're having yeah. to change it so dramatically, why not just not go there? I was watching the documentary on BBC uh, on the BBC, and it's expanding, so there might be more. Yeah, roots yeah, yeah. Now. they're reclaiming parts of the sea by putting, yeah. like, <laughs> so they're expanding and getting bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're oh, reclaiming wow. the sea. Yeah, to build like a little villagey complex, like multi-story. That's a very Middle Eastern China thing to do. Yes, no, but yeah. I guess they've also got the money, Monaco, so they can do it. When you've got such a little amount of land yeah. as Monaco yeah. is, in that, like nestled with the mountains and the sea, you've not got anywhere to go. I don't know why you live in Monaco though. Like, incredible, right? But it's just so expensive. But that's if the thing rich, you can then. say, oh, yeah. I live and in also, Monaco. I think it's pretty good for taxing. Yes. Taxes. Oh, yeah. yeah, tax haven. Hence why a lot of Formula One drivers live there. So why? Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Not that I'm calling any of the Formula One drivers uh, tax <laughs> dodging uh, hypocrites or anything. But, but uh, you are. <laughs> Lando Norris moved out there to quote protect his future i think yeah. that was the quote so obviously we know what that means yeah i think yeah. it's a great pr team, i don't man. know where yeah. russell lives but i know hamilton is there as well yes. right hamilton so. nika rosberg yeah i mean i think most of them do yeah. so um so we'll bring it to the end now drive of the day mitchell who are we going with oh call me off guard yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh ooh, i'm gonna pick asley yeah I think Pig has his. He had a good race. And, like, to go from. I know there's a few crashes, but to get from 17th to 11th is uh, mm. in Monaco. And I think he was. Impressive. Pretty much the only one to overtake. So. No, yeah. yeah. He should really get it just for that. No, yeah. <laughs> Made the race exciting. Yeah. Ellie? I'm going for Red Bull's strategist. Yeah, yeah. That's my non driver driver of the day. I That's think. We had Crofty one time, now we've got... Yeah. <laughs> not Crofty, Bundle. Brundle was Brundle, Brundle, yeah. And now we've got thingy. He deserved it. I stand oh, by he did. that. Brundle's he is a He is a star. He is. Um, yeah, Red Bull strategists. I was I was probably going to go Perez, um, just having a look at the list to see if I can see any... I think it's, it's got to be Perez. And a, a brief... Uh, thoughts and prayers for Charles Leclerc. Oh, um, bless him! <laughs> but really, if we if we write glass half full, he must hate Monaco. Glass half full. <laughs> At least he finished it. This was it. the f- first time he's ever finished I wish his home he, race. I wish he. Uh, did, I wish he wishes that he never finished it. Probably. <laughs> like yeah, if he had crashed out or someone had crashed into him and it was less his fault. Yeah. You know, maybe that would have been better than this. Because what I would give to be in that sort of strategy meeting afterwards of what mm. went on in that race in the Ferrari sort of headquarters because he did not sound happy on the radio <laughs> after the race <laughs> oh. even during it when he comes into the pit I mean we can't repeat it on the podcast but there was a lot of foul language yes <laughs> not many people can call Monaco a home race no no that's true and a... he he can and it is and it's I mean just well a shame. apart from the fact that we just said they all live there so technically <laughs> yeah. yes but everyone. he was raised there yeah yeah so yeah, to to win Monaco obviously is such a great achievement and your home race and them being the same thing. Next year, TM. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> the Ferrari motto. Um to gain time for our favourite segment. Final thoughts. Ellie, you what? only get one. 
I'm o- I only get one because I accidentally did about five <laughs> last week. Uh, my final thought is I do hope we keep Monaco because I don't want to lose the history, yeah. but maybe we do need some changes to make it exciting still. Yeah. That's my final thought. A good balance. Mitchell? I think we should go to Monaco. <laughs> Next year. Mitchell's paying for the entire <laughs> oh, oh, oh. team to no, go no. to Monaco, guys. <laughs> if this podcast, wow. you know, goes, you know, we make a lot of money from this podcast, yeah. then I'll pay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, a couple can of million. Get, can we get this in writing? Yeah. We've got it, we've got it recorded. Oh, okay. yeah, no, but this too, podcast has to go, like, you know, make... Make a lot of money for us, and then okay, interesting. We can cheat ourselves. Well, we'll move to, to Monaco, Monaco for tax reasons then. <laughs> <laughs> if we're making millions, yeah, that's true. That's true. I've not given it to this government. My taxes. We'll my start. Own money. We'll start a GoFundMe page if any of our listeners want to contribute <laughs> <laughs> to the Monaco fund. <laughs> to the Monaco fund, please do. Um, my final thoughts. Right, I'm going to take take what you've said there, Ellie, and I'm going to expand on it. We just build a little extra little city part out in the river uh, out in the sea of monaco right yeah oh, build a new track what there. are you talking by scarborough <laughs> <laughs> oh you want to do that no jeez i'm not going to scarborough i'm going to monaco first bit pain, to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if someone donates a fiver we'll go to scarborough we'll watch the monaco race from there it feels gone through the roof <laughs> more than yeah. a fiver <laughs> that's true it'd be cheaper to fly to monaco yeah. and to live there yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, next week, Baku, please do uh, tune in to see what we thought of that race. Hopefully it's exciting. Um, and Leclerc has a big comeback to keep the championship interesting. I've been Harry McKay. I've been Ellie Ledwell. I've been Mitchell Menno. Thank you and see you next time.